Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. Those who are in a long-term, committed relationship almost invariably encounter a cooling of the romantic fire in their relationship. As we've noted in prior episodes, attraction and physical passion are at least partially driven by physiological influences that naturally wane over time. As a result, many initially passionate relationships transition into a loving but less passionate companionate relationship over a period of months to years. As we've also previously noted, novelty and excitement are as essential to relationship satisfaction as are security and predictability. Open relationships offer one possible path to introducing novelty and excitement into a committed relationship. We'll explore that possibility here. In brief, an open relationship is a committed intimate relationship in which the partners agree to allow outside sexual partners. An open marriage is one example of such a relationship. Usually, openness connotes outside sexual connections. However, a relationship that allows outside deep emotional connections might also be rightly considered open, since such connections pose many of the same challenges that are presented by sexual connections. In our culture, marriage is the only form of committed long-term relationship that is widely recognized and sanctioned. In actuality, the most prevalent form of committed long-term relationship is serial marriage, rather than the idealized lifelong single marriage. There's probably still some residual stigma attached to unofficial or socially non-sanctioned committed relationships, as well as to any form of non-monogamous committed relationship, including open relationships. Uncommitted relationships such as dating are sexually open by default, since such relationships need not entail agreed sexual commitments between partners. Those engaged in such relationships are free to seek whatever sexual connections appeal to them and are agreeable to their partners. Commitment can be made in either a formal or informal way, in the sense of seeking social sanction for those commitments. Agreements made between the partners constitute commitments even without social recognition. The partners in such informal committed relationships can choose to keep their sexual connection exclusive to one another, or they can allow for other sexual partners as well. The partners in formal committed relationships seek social recognition and approval of their commitments to one another. In our culture, traditional marriage is the prevalent form of formal committed relationship, as was previously noted. However, the partners in a marriage can agree to open their sexual relationship to allow for additional sexual partners, whether from the outset of the committed relationship or later in the time course of that relationship. At the present time, such a decision is still viewed askance by many in our society, even if that decision was made by the partners in a traditional marriage. That is, open marriage is still viewed as controversial by some. Why are open relationships controversial? In an ideal world, people should be able to choose whatever style of loving connection they desire. In the real world, of course, society has a big say in regard to constraints placed on relationships. Many churches and other social organizations have taken strong positions regarding which relationships are legitimate and which are not. Sex is a powerful motivating force in human affairs, so it's not surprising that various organizations might want to control sexual access and behavior. Because of these interests, we all receive a great deal of social programming as we grow up, and then in the course of our adult lives. 
The resulting biases and constraints that we internalize may serve the organizations that provide the programming, but they may or may not serve individuals well. That's why I've been a strong advocate for becoming conscious of one's programming, so that we can re-choice to align with what life choices serve us best, if necessary. Exercising informed choice is a basic human right. Let's turn now to consideration of the choices we can make regarding our sexual freedom. More narrowly, let's look at the possible benefits and costs or risks associated with open relationships. Sex is important to most human beings. So the ability to invite sexual connection with willing partners is a potential benefit of being in an open relationship. Of course, being in a committed relationship means that one owes priority to one's committed partner. If either committed partner objects to an open relationship, their relationship cannot be ethically opened while remaining within the spirit of ethical non-monogamy, or ENM. However, mutual consent is sufficient to allow for an open relationship. Open relationships provide sexual variety and its attendant excitement, which may benefit a relationship that is growing sexually stale or uninteresting. Open relationships may also help couples who experience a sharply different level of interest in sex, which is a fairly commonplace situation. Open relationships may also allow a partner to explore and develop parts of themselves that seem to be unable to grow well within the confines of the existing committed relationship. The resulting personal growth may well benefit the committed relationship. On the negative side of the ledger, opening a relationship can create very strong and often unanticipated emotions in one or both of the committed partners. That can stress the committed relationship, sometimes to the breaking point. The motivating reasons for opening the relationship can also surface insecurities and fears in one or both committed partners. That can be either detrimental or beneficial, though, depending on how the partners handle those feelings. Such feelings can drive the committed partners apart. Alternatively, confronting such feelings can help us evolve. Growth is often painful, and confronting our fears and insecurities can help us identify the underlying causes for those feelings. We can then learn how to manage those feelings, reducing the power of our fears and insecurities. Another possible negative impact of opening a relationship is that it exposes the partners to social pressures that can stress the relationship. Family and friends may react strongly to such a choice, reflecting their own beliefs and potential biases. Similarly, social organizations such as churches may well be unaccepting of open relationships. The committed partners need to be prepared to deal with potential negative social reactions so that their relationship doesn't absorb excessive stress. We can close our consideration of open relationships by listing a few do's and don'ts that can help the partners in such a relationship increase the stability and satisfaction of their union. Here are a few do's. Do discuss and thoroughly understand the motivation behind a desire to open the relationship. Identify what each partner needs and desires, and how opening the relationship can potentially foster growth. Take whatever time is necessary to ensure that both partners are mentally and emotionally prepared to take the first small steps in opening. Never rush things, despite the common temptation to do so due to new relationship energy felt by a partner. View the opening of the relationship as something tentative and reversible, to be undertaken with ongoing good communication, sensitivity, and caring between the committed partners. It's not necessarily forever. Do consider the likely reactions to opening a relationship from family, friends, and valued social organizations. 
ensure that the benefits sought from opening the relationship outweigh the possible negative reactions from the important people in both partners' lives. Both partners should educate themselves about the sorts of issues that commonly arise in open relationships. Forewarned is forearmed, and it's always heartening to know that the challenges that may arise are not unique to oneself. Leverage resources such as ethical non-monogamy or polyamory support groups to provide relatable and real-time help in dealing with challenges. The partners should discuss and agree on the kind and extent of communication that they will share with each other regarding outside relationships. Don't ask, don't tell isn't healthy, but neither is regaling one another with detailed information that isn't wanted or welcome. And know that managing an open relationship tends to get easier with the accumulation of experience. That makes it possible to focus more on enjoying the benefits of the relationships rather than getting caught up in a negative spiral of perceived problems. The following don'ts should also be considered. Don't look to opening a relationship as a cure for a committed relationship that is already under severe stress. The high likelihood is that opening under such circumstances would just exacerbate the existing problems. Don't proceed with opening if either partner harbors strong reservations. In particular, don't open a relationship from just one side, that is from one partner, effectively forcing the choice on the other partner. That's a path to almost certain deep resentment and feelings of breach of trust. Neither partner should ever deliver an ultimatum to force opening an existing committed relationship. Doing so violates the essential ground rule of mutual consent and is almost certain to make the forced partner feel unsafe, unvalued, and even violated. And finally, neither partner should ignore or try to stuff emotional reactions that arise during relationship changes. Doing so can feed resentment and unnecessary anger. Instead, the partner should ensure regular and honest communication about how they are experiencing the ongoing relationship. That enables them to make mid-course corrections, if and as necessary. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. 